And also, I'd like to welcome my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? Um, I'm doing good, Mike. Um, little under the weather is with the changing temperatures and um, yeah, just that time of the year when colds start to come and go. And right now, um, we're battling through it. So I'll try and mute my mic whenever I hear a cough coming on. Uh, and the nice Sorry. thing is, the nice thing is, is that we are, we are at a point where people understand that just because you have a cough does not mean you have COVID, but you may. So they may treat you a little bit differently, but they're not going to treat you like you have the plague, which is yeah, good. yeah, yeah. And I and I haven't felt that at all. Um, still going to work. I still went to work all week. Didn't have any issues. Good with anybody saying put a mask on. Okay? Yeah, or put a mask on at all. So, And again, I don't think there's anything wrong. If you're not feeling great, it's probably not a terrible idea to wear a mask. Except for the fact that when you sneeze and stuff, it means that you have goobers all over you, and that's gross. But, you know, yeah. I get it. I understand being safe, but I also appreciate that we're in a, we're in a time frame where it is not uh, – just because you have a cold doesn't mean you have COVID, and people understand that now, which is really nice. Um, yeah. So, Mike, how 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 are you guys? How are you doing up there? Uh, it's been a bit of a rough week. Um, not my place to say on Facebook, but uh, just pray for my family, pray for uh, my in laws and and my uh, wife's extended family as uh, we're going through some tough stuff with them. Um, and so we're we're just making we're 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 plugging away. Uh, we I mean big things coming, but we're still trying to figure out uh the next few days so um gotcha the daycare has i will share our daycare has rsv running rampant so grace had an ear infection this week so um every time she spikes a fever they call and say well you got to get her out of here well okay and then we finally go to the doctor and the doctor did the nasal swab and said nope she doesn't have rsv you're good and so we're like okay that works for me um but it does mean that I have to take a day off work and then uh, they're closing for three days for a super deep cleaning um, hopefully to get all the RSV uh, germs and, and whatnot out hopefully to get everybody who who is coming to the daycare in a better spot so that uh, which means that my folks are coming up this weekend so they can take care of my baby um, Monday Tuesday and then my mother-in-law is taking care of her Wednesday uh, it's going to be a busy next few weeks. And then after that, guess what, Rich? What's that? Thanksgiving! Yeah. And then after Thanksgiving, it's holiday season. And after holiday season... By the way, we need to talk uh, afterwards about if you guys were thinking about uh, New Year's trip or not. Uh, I don't know. We don't necessarily have a plan yet, so wasn't sure you guys have made that trip in the plan past so i didn't know we'll have to wait we'll we'll see we'll talk (laughs) um anyway exactly so with all of that happening which by the way maybe we'll do let's plan on we're gonna do two shows uh new year's week this year okay period one is gonna be our normal show that'll probably be a friday night show depending and then the next one will be Saturday, and it'll be the year in review, where you and I will discuss the top stories of the year, our thoughts on them, and kind of give our favorite moments of the year. How about that? Does that sound like something you'd like to do? Yeah, I, I think we could try and do that. Okay. Instead of trying to cram that into one episode. Yeah, we'll do it. It's two separate episodes, so you can have – that'll be your bonus New Year's episode. We'll do that for, for you guys. You guys right there. I'm pointing at you. Watching on YouTube or Facebook or listening to us, and you can't—you don't know that I'm pointing at you. You don't know, but I'm pointing at you. Okay, so all right, Mike. <laughs> Rich, we do have a sh- big show to get to. We—I mean, it—it's like last week said. It's the most wonderful time of the year. This is when we have all of the sports. So we gotta—we gotta stop jibber jabbing about everything else, and we gotta get into direct talking about what the show is going to look like. We have the NASCAR corner happening, all the news you're going to need to know. Plus, uh, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to give you an update on where uh, the MLB playoffs are uh, and more. Rich, what are your two topics you want to hit on this week? And then we'll get going. 
Well, it'll be the the NFL. We got to talk about Week Six and give you a preview of Week Seven as well as where we think our power rankings lie between us and the algorithm of our power rankings uh, spreadsheet, uh, as well as give you a prediction for the NBA Finals. All that, that more, Mike. But what do we got to do first? Rich, we have to roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Rich, you didn't expect me to do it that uh, that way. I didn't. Um, but let's get on to the show. Before we start every week, we talk about our poll question. This week, we are talking about Nana, Hey Hey, Kiss Him Goodbye versus Hit the Road Jack. Rich, where did you vote? And uh, um, uh, I voted with, with uh, Nana, 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 Nana. Hey, hey, hey. Kiss Him Goodbye. Okay. Uh, I picked Hit the Road Jack. Personally, okay. and don't you come back no more, no more, no more. We had five total votes this week. Um, I'm gonna read off. I'm gonna read off everybody that voted, just because we're we're giving shout outs. If you participate in our show in any way, shape, or form, we're gonna give you shout outs. Now, if we have more than five votes, including Rich and I, we might not be able to read everybody off that does it. But we want you to engage. So this week. Your brother Josh also voted for Hit the Road Jack. However, Solo Stroop and Rodney Mueller both voted for Na Na Na, Na Na, Hey Hey, Kiss Him Goodbye, making Kiss Him Goodbye, Na Na, Hey Hey, Kiss Him Goodbye win as a in a three to two vote victory. Um, All right. I like both songs. Don't get me wrong. They're both great, but uh, yeah. Uh, All right, so this week, uh, we're going to go with uh, Get Ready for This. Let's get it started and start me up. Are you going to put these ones in the in the the videos of these ones? Because when I think Let's Get It Started, I think the, the Black Eyed Peas. Yes. Okay. That is the Black okay. Eyed Peas. Okay. Start me up the Rolling Stones. I'm not sure who wrote uh, "Get Ready for This." So yeah, I, I can put a link for. Yeah, I'll I'll put a link for the uh, for a YouTube video in the comments section. For Most people don't one. know it, but I actually love the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike. Has nothing so to do we'll with Fergie. That. I just think they're great. All right. Well, we'll get that pull up uh, shortly after we get off of air. So let's keep the show moving. Mike, what's coming up next? It's a left turn, and after that, Rich? Uh, It's another left-hand turn, Mike, because where are we going? We're heading into the NASCAR corner, presented as always by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois. Check them out on Fifth Avenue for all your sports memorabilia needs in person or on their eBay store. Once again, that is Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. This last week... We were in Las Vegas, and in Las Vegas, we saw the Southern Point Casino 400. Rich, tell the folks who won and how how you and my picks for our playoff drivers did. All right, Joey Lugano was your race winner, and he punches his ticket to, to the NASCAR championship race out in Phoenix later on this month. Uh, next month, actually. Uh, for our picks, uh, my pick of Christopher Bell came in 34th. Your pick of Ryan Blaney came in 28th. Those were our two playoff drivers. We're normally better than that. We are. It, it was a tough week. There were some wrecks and yeah. just didn't happen. We'll talk about one of those wrecks afterwards after we give you our preview for Miami. Yeah. And on the non-playoff driver sides, we did much better as my pick of Martin Truex Jr. came in 7th. Your pick of Austin Dillon came in 10th. I'm okay with both standings. Of those. Yeah. Yeah. For the standings, uh, for the playoffs, it's 12 to 4 in favor of me. Overall season, I'm starting to close the gap as it's 25 to 20. And we have 
three races left. Miami, Martinsville, and Phoenix. Rich, you have to, at minimum, have both your drivers beat me in all three races in order to win. So you're telling me there's a chance. There is. There, there's, there's a chance. Uh, Rich, we are heading into Miami this week for the Dixie Vodka 400. Uh, no, there's no vodka in either Rich or I's drink. Um, no. But it, heading into that race, uh, Rich, who are – so I'll, we'll start with non-playoff drivers. Okay. You have honors. Who did you pick, sir? I went with Tyler Reddick. Ooh, that's a good pick. A good, he has a good track history down in Miami. He does. And uh, so that that's why I picked him. Uh, I'm picking a guy who kind of is on a revenge tour, uh, and especially after last week, uh, I'm going to pick Kyle Larson. All right. I like the pick of Kyle Larson. I was tempted to go with him. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going with track history here, so I'm going with tri- uh, Tyler Reddick. Um Playoff driver, Mike, you have the honors. Who's your pick? I'm going to pick Chase Elliott. I like the pick. He's a crowd favorite. A lot of people like to see him win. Your wife's going to cheer for my driver this week. How do you feel about that? Uh, No, her driver is Ross Chastain, the watermelon king. The watermelon guy. I mean, I like that. That's a good pick, too. I thought she liked Chase. No, that's uh, that's Ron who likes Chase. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So um, I'm going to pick a Chase, too, but I'm going to go with Chase Biscoe. He's, okay. uh, it's one of, Miami is one of his favorite tracks. He has, uh, he's done really well there in the Xfinity Series, so I'm going to hope that, uh, uh, that that experience and overall track history on the Xfinity side can translate over to the Cup side as well. Yeah. Um, and he's had a string of good, solid top ten finishes uh, here of late. So Bubba Wallace was suspended one race. Um, for intentionally wrecking Kyle Larson. Yeah, I mean, I I saw it, and it did seem like Larson's car kind of started to drift up the racetrack as he was uh, trying to maybe make some get some side draft action and caused him to run into Bubba, Bubba Wallace. The, the pass happened. Larson started drifting back down to the bottom of the racetrack again. And Bubba Wallace steers right into him and wrecks them both. And then that's what caused my driver, Christopher Bell, to get wrapped up in that in that crash as well, which, which ended his day. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't get to watch it all the way. I've seen the aftermath. I think the bigger problem is Chase is, is uh, less about the uh, the wreck itself and the way that Bubba Wallace went over and attacked uh, Kyle Larson at the end of the, uh, after it all happened. Um, yeah, that's... but in NASCAR's eyes, it, it's because of the wreck, not because of the aftermath of of the wreck when the two had the comp- a shoving match. I think when Bubba was shoving on Kyle Larson. I think it's a little bit of both, and and you know. I don't have a problem either way. Again, the hard part is this is part of NASCAR. Uh, both. Both sides, by the way. Mm-hmm. We we regularly see guys spin each other. Uh, and then we regularly see guys fighting afterwards. That's not an unusual thing. Um, so that doesn't surprise me. Now, is it... Should it be something that we try to to take action about? We're talking about guys driving in two thousand pound vehicles and wrecks. I mean, we're seeing wrecks causing concussions, and we're we have and Bubba Wallace has been a vocal vocally about how much he thinks this car is unsafe. I mean, most of the yeah, drivers he have. he used his car as a battering ram to right. directly cause an accident. So we know that that these things are happening. You can't you can't add extra risk to to the to the game to the race um, by doing this intentionally. Now, I think if we were in the last gen cars, that their safety record was phenomenal. 
maybe it's okay. Maybe you don't get this full wreck happening. You don't do all of that stuff. But if it's gonna, if it, if it's a thing, we, hmm, I think it's, I think it's worth the suspension, especially this year, as we've seen a lot, we've seen guys having concussion issues and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm gonna say I'm okay with it. I don't think it was the worst offense that we've seen, but especially after having two guys, two playoff drivers, by the way, give up on the playoffs due to uh, concussions, mm-hmm. you can't have guys regularly doing this. And it's NASCAR doing what the NFL won't protect their drivers. Yep. So yeah, I, I agree. I think the suspension needed to happen. Whether Bob Wallace had engaged in the shoving match with Kyle after the accident or not, um, I mean, I, I I like that that I guess Kyle didn't take the bait yeah. and shove back or punch back. Yeah. And maybe if he had, that he could have seen he saw the writing on the wall, was thought thought better of it, and said, "All right, I'm not going to risk losing another race, lose another race because I want to engage with this." Uh, engage with uh, uh, Bubba Wallace, who came over here and instigated it. Yep. So, totally agree. All right. So the playoff standings currently pending the results of Miami and Martinsville. Your top four would be Lugano, who has an automatic uh, pass up over to Phoenix, and it's Ross Chastain, Chase Elliott, and Denny Hamlin. Uh, right below the cut line is William Byron, Chase Bisco, Ryan Blaney, and Christopher Bell. Yeah, it's going to be – those guys under the cut line are going to have some hard times moving up. The the guys – I mean, the idea of the way the playoffs work, the guys at the top should be the best, and the guys that we have at the top right now are some of the best drivers we've seen in years. It's, I mean, the the whole playoffs team, everybody in the playoffs is full of good drivers, uh, but I think the ones in the top four are really your top drivers that we've seen, uh, minus one or two maybe. So, okay, Rich, we are, what's next? Oh, um, we, we got to give another product. We got to give our another uh, sponsor shout out. Yeah. So that was the NASCAR Corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. If you're local, go down the Moline on Fifth Avenue, look them up, uh, check them out, and uh, tell them Mike and Rich sent you. And if you're, uh, or if you're not local, you can find them on eBay. Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. All right, By the way, if you tell them that we sent you, that's not going to get you any discounts. Well, we don't know. No, we, they they won't. Don't Don't ask for a discount. I'm going to tell you right now. They're a local company. Uh, They're a small business. They're trying to make it in a in a area of sports memorabilia, which is why we give them. It's a free advertisement, is what we do. Uh, they don't pay us anything. We don't get any. No money is exchanged. Uh, we just think that uh, it's good to like. It's good to have reads. It's good to practice that. And so uh, they are great. He's a great friend of mine. Mike is a great guy. He's the guy that runs it down there. He's a great guy loves Jesus um, and they he just he's trying to make a living in something that is hard to do so don't ask for a discount what you should do is go down and and buy stuff and support local businesses uh, and have fun with it and tell Mike we sent you but also tell him you want to support local businesses so um, this week we are now heading into the NFL and jumping on the gridiron in the gridiron rich it is week we got to talk about week six we are in week seven we are in the heart of like it's the second week of of uh of bye weeks but the bye weeks this week the teams on bye you legitimately probably have at least one guy on bye in your fantasy like and I'm talking you the audience Rich, I don't know your teams, but most people will have somebody from one of these teams because they are great teams that are on by this week. So uh, make sure you've updated your uh, your fantasy teams. Um, man, we should we should talk about that. Let's do a snippet. We're going to put fantasy at the end of everything because uh, there's some stuff I want to talk about. 
Okay. So, um, some stuff that bit me in the keister this week. Rich, locks of the week. This week, this last week, you picked the Bengals over the Saints. Man, the Bengals came out, and uh, it was a closer game than most of us thought it was going to be. Yeah, but the Bengals still came out on top. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch that game. That wasn't um, our local game of the week. So, yeah. and I was also watching the NASCAR race. Yeah. So, hey, that's uh, all right. But yeah, I, I got a feeling with the Bengals, there was a lot of garbage time points in there. Yeah. That made this game uh, a little closer than it was. So my marks on lock of the week are four, one, and one. Mike, your lock of the week was the Vikings over the Dolphins. That came through as it was 24 to 16 Vikings. The Dolphins just can't catch a break at quarterback as they lost um, Skyler Thompson, their third-string quarterback, who had to make the start because Tua was still in the concussion protocol, and Teddy Bridgewater just got cleared from the concussion protocol before that game, and Teddy Bridgewater had to come in. Yeah. So your mark, you're you're back at 500. You're three and three. Mike, how did our upsets do? So Rich. Uh... I picked the Jaguars over the Colts. The Colts ended up pulling that game out. Uh, 34 to 26. I'm down to two and four on the year. Rich, you picked the Patriots over the Browns. Patriots pulled off that upset. You are sitting right at 500. Um, yeah, the Jaguars are uh, starting to lose steam. They had a great first couple of weeks, first few weeks. And now they're starting to to look like the Jaguars we thought they were. Yeah, I still like the pick of taking the Jaguars over the Colts because the Jags and the Colts just play each other really tough. Yeah. And even on bad week, even on bad Jaguar teams, they always seem to have that game circled on the calendar and want to get that win. Yep. Yep. All right, Thursday night football. Um, 42 to 34. We had, we had lots of points being made. It was finally a day, a game that there were touchdowns and all the excitement that you want in football happened on Thursday night this week. The Cardinals beat the saints. Like you said, 42 to 34. Uh, Rich, your record is three and four on the year. You're improving. And I'm sitting at five and two. Rich. Yeah, Andy Dalton, five touchdown passes. Yeah. Unfortunately, two of those went to the other team. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still a record, right? Yeah, still a record. So, yeah, I mean, I, I got to tell you, Mike, this was probably the first Thursday night football game that I've seen from start to finish. Most of the time, it's because... Of a combination of a bad game or because I'm tired and I need to hit the shower and then get the bed. Yeah. So I don't watch the fourth quarter. I don't watch the second half. I, uh, I've seen a couple of games this year. I did not watch any of this game this year week. Yeah. It, but with Never this done. game, it helped that I, I think I had like five or six players on my fantasy roster playing in this game. Yeah. Um, K rich this week, Week seven, like we said, there is lots of people on buy. Check it out uh, if you have. Check out your fantasy. Make sure you get everybody in that needs that's playing. Uh, Rick locks a uh, lock of the week. It is an odd week. That makes it your week. Mm-hmm. Who are you picking? I'm gonna take the Buccaneers over the Panthers. They got a dip. They the coaching change didn't seem to make a bit of a difference. Yeah, going from. Uh, Wilkes instead of uh, Matt Rule, and now they've traded their best player in Christian McCaffrey. More on that later. So even with McCaffrey on the roster, I probably still would have picked this as an as a lock. Now it's even. Yeah. Now it's, it's got to be a double lock on that one. Yeah. I, I've got the the padlock. I've got the deadbolt and the chain on this one. Yep, I like that. Um, this week I am gonna pick the Raiders over the Texans. Not really a solid lock. But I, I still feel fairly confident in that one. Rich, who are you picking for your upsets? All right, I do like the Raiders pick um, as... The Texans this suck? Could be, yeah, the Texans suck, and this could be the game to get the Raiders back on track. Yeah. yeah. All right, my upset of the week, and I got to tell you, Mike, it was tough to find upsets with the schedule of games this week to where yeah. 
I was almost tempted to say, you know what, let's do two locks this week, and then next week we do double upsets next week. Regard without even looking at the schedule, but we we got to pick an upset. So I'm gonna go with the Seahawks over the Chargers. The think, Seahawks like to run the ball. Yep. The Chargers can't defend against it. Yep. So. I like that. Um, except the Chargers are. Man, we'll get to where the Chargers are. Oh, I know. I, I know. I think we're gonna I, give a good power rankings this week. Uh, we we have other things to talk about, but we'll probably get deep in the power rankings a little bit more this week. Um. Rich, I'm going to pick the Browns over the Ravens. The Ravens have not performed to their best this year. Uh, they haven't looked great. And the Browns have done surprisingly well uh, as we as we get ready for, um, for uh, Deshaun Watson to get back. Um, so look for the team to, to kind of feel... To, to try to build some momentum so that when Deshaun comes back, they uh, they can make something happen and hopefully, hopefully, make a, they're hoping to make a run for the playoffs, which in that division doesn't look that terribly hard to do. It doesn't. It's a division game. Anything can happen. Even yeah. if the, the Browns were performing as bad as you thought they would be before Deshaun Watson got a chance to come back. It's a solid upset pick given the what you have to choose from this week. Yeah, yeah. Since the matchups are so lopsided. Speaking right, of Thursday the Ravens, night. the Ravens are playing Thursday night. They're playing against the Bucks. Who do you like in that matchup? I have no idea who to pick. It could come this could come down to a game time decision. Uh, so I might flip this pick based on how the Ravens do um, in their week seven matchup against the Browns. But for the show purposes, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Okay. That is... Um, that's good. Yeah, I, I I didn't pick that way. I think the Bucks. Yeah. Um, let's. They're gonna start. They gotta again. Right now is when you gotta start buckling down. If you think you're a playoff team, you have to start making things happen. And if you don't, if you don't do it in the next week or two, you're gonna see your playoff chances go down the tubes. By the way, Rich, we are on week seven. We are. We are past a third of the way through the season. We are almost to halfway through the season. Mm -hmm. Man, it is flying by. But, man, it's... Well, let's get into it. It's time to talk about our power rankings. This is a rough year for power rankings. It just... It is. Um, As... Many of your teams are sitting near that 500 mark, and it's not doing great. Um, so let's get into it. Um, Rich, I will read off who the power rankings have at number one at each spot. You give your ranking, and then I'll give my. Uh, you give who you put at that spot, and then I'll give who uh, I gave at that spot. So for right, number one, our rhythm, our algorithm says that the Buffalo Bills are the top team in the NFL. I agree with that. I have the Buffalo Bills at number one. I don't. I disagree. I have them at number okay. two. Who is your number two team, Mike? Um, my number one team okay. is the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Uh. At number two, the power rankings say the Philadelphia Eagles. That's where I have the Eagles. Okay. I'm just sort of thinking that, you know what, if this is where you're starting to play that hypothetical thing, all right, if these two teams played each other, who would win? Yeah. I would give the matchup to the Bills, which is why I have them at number one, and I kind of like who they who their wins have come against more than the Eagles victories. And I don't get I don't think you're wrong in that pick. I think either of these teams could be a number one. Um I again, I think here's the hard part. The Eagles are sitting at a spot where as soon as they lose, their respect level drops dramatically in the season. Mm-hmm. If they lose this week, I think they drop I think most people will say they drop 
two or three, maybe even four spots just ahead of one of their rivals. So it, it's one of those things that they are sitting on a knife's edge on where they are in the power rankings, which is rough to be a part of. But All right. number three, Kansas City Chiefs for the power rankings. Right on. I'm right on. I also have the Chiefs at number three as well. So this is where I put the Vikings. They're okay. winning. They're winning well, and they look like a great team. So, um, yeah, and, and that's not even sucking up to my friends up here in the north. I don't really care. Um, this is just what I see. Um, even though they're they're having some shaky times, they're still finding a way to pull off the victory. Sometimes snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. Sometimes barely scraping by as as defeat tries to bite them. All right, Mike. Number four. Power rankings have the Dallas Cowboys. This is where I put the Minnesota Vikings. This is where I put the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Number five. The power rankings have the Vikings. This is where I have the Dallas Cowboys. As do I. I think that's a that's a solid spot for them, which is really why I think that the Eagles' spot of being so highly ranked is on a knife edge, but it shouldn't be because they beat the Cowboys and the Cowboys are a top five team. It's why I have the Eagles as a number one. It it really is. Uh, Number six, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, this is where I put the New York football giants. Ooh, okay. That's, yeah. Um, man, so you have three NFC East teams. You, you've, I, I don't you know. are hot on them. And I, I don't think that's a terrible decision, even though I put them significantly lower and we'll get to where they are in a second. Um, at sooner or later, I'm, I'm just giving respect to the, to the record yeah and it's that's not a bad that's not a bad way to do it and i think you're you're right this entire week i almost was i almost had to work my rankings from the bottom up yeah yeah and i think i worked from the bottom up after i got through my top five teams yeah i think that i don't think that's a terrible way to do it um let's so uh and and who's your number six my number six i went with the buccaneers as well i think the buccaneers have the talent um their record is still i mean they're they're two games above 500 i yeah i'm okay with it i'm okay with them being there um the biggest problem is so many teams are below 500 or at or below 500 that it makes it hard to make these rankings yeah and it's right at the seventh spot where i'm I don't have a good reason on why I ranked this team there. Okay. I, I, I tried looking at, all right, who they've beaten, who they've lost to. Well, who do you and have at seven? And I'll give you the power rankings and then mine. Seven is where I put the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. I, you know, I got them, a, I got them a little bit lower. We'll get there in just okay. a second, but I have, uh, I am the power rankings. Both have the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Um, Again, and it's one of those things. Those all of these five hundred teams, or right above five hundred, man, it's really like. I think between seven and twenty twenty one, even, you really could draw out of a hat, and nobody could tell that you weren't that you weren't actually looking at how they played. Right. Because these Mike, teams, you- this middle pack between seven and and twenty one. They all look bad, but they all have moments of good. So it's been it's been a rough year to, to kind of make this rankings. Um, number eight. eight, the power rankings have the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I have, this is where I put the Buccaneers. Okay, and I also have the Ravens here, so uh, okay. that's a good that's a good spot. Number nine, the power rankings have 
the San Francisco 49ers. I put the Tennessee Titans here. You know, I put the, the LA Chargers. And again, this gets into that that thing that I was saying. Especially these top the top half of the middle pack. It's just I don't think either of us are wrong on this pick. Okay. Number ten, Mike, to round out the top ten. My, uh the they have the Tennessee or the power rankings have the Tennessee Titans. I have the San Francisco 49ers. I put the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the Niners are dropping, and they're probably dropping fast. But they did get better this week. Uh, again, we'll they talk did? about that in a second. Uh, so, number, so Mike, I guess, um, how far down are we going? We got in our top ten. So I guess, let, let's say, where, where do we have the rest of the teams in the north? Okay. Where, where, where'd you put the Packers at? So the Green Bay Packers... The power rankings have at 17. I also have them at 17. By the way, folks, most of the power rankings, like after you get out, get from 10 to 20, don't line up with what we have. It's just a, it's just happened this time that we picked with the Green Bay Packers there at 17 for both of us. I picked the Packers at 12. Okay. I I don't know if I'm going off of. You, where I think they should be, or I'm, I don't know if I'm looking too far into the future and thinking, all right, this team should be better. Did you did you watch any of the game this week? No, I didn't. Okay. I watched most of the game this week. They looked bad. Hmm. They really did look bad. They looked like a sub, a, a, a bottom tier team. Not a bottom tier, a bottom half team. You lost against the Giants. Now, the Giants aren't great. Um but the the power rankings and um and all that that has um that has them just barely just barely above i mean the the packers and the jets are are the the jets have a better record than the packers but man i don't think they're like we look at them and we're like, oh, they can't be that bad, much better of a team. By the way, the fact that the Jets are at 18 for the power rankings, and you and I have both both have them at 16. Um, and the ELO, this is where so the ELO is just a a, a numbers crunching thing that uses a bigger algorithm than we use. We incorporate it in our power rankings, but they have them at 23, even though their record is one of the top five records in the league. Yeah, but doesn't the ELO also take into effect previous seasons? Yeah, it does, kind of. It does. But it's, yeah. Um, like the Detroit Lions. Man, they dropped quite a bit this week. They dropped a ton. For yeah. me and for for the ELO and for the uh, power rankings. They're down at 29 for the power rankings. They are at 29 for me as well. I put them at 28. I want to have them higher because they've lost. They they I look good in their better. losses. Yeah, they look good in their losses. But eventually, just like I got to give respect to the Giants for being 4-1, and one, even though in theory they shouldn't be 4-1 and one, yeah. based on paper. You've got to acknowledge that, you know what, they've only won one game, and that one game was against the Commanders. Yeah, it's... So eventually, even if you want to have them higher, you can't... you got to put them up... you got to put them based around the same amount of teams that have also won one game. Okay. Um, the Chicago let, Bears might... Man, I have them at... Thir- uh, the power rankings have them at 30. I have them at 31. I put them at 30. Rich, um, I'm going to give you – we haven't given you the ELO stats on any of the teams yet. I'm going to give you something about the Bears. According to the ELO, they are tied for 30th. Huh. Okay. Which means they could be 30th or they could be 31st. Um, So – 
let's do our bottom five at 32. I don't think there's any question of it. The power rankings and I both have the Houston Texans. I put the Carolina Panthers. Okay. I, I Again, I don't blame you for that. That is a valid point. They are a bad team um, and getting worse. Uh, 31, I already told you, was the Chicago Bears for me. The Houston Texans for me. And the and the Carolina Panthers are 31 in the in our in our algorithm. Um, 30 is where I have the Carolina Panthers. I put the Bears here. And as well did the power rankings. 29 is the Detroit Lions for both me and the power ranking algorithm. I put the Commanders. Okay, not a bad I mean, the 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 Lions beat the Commanders, so that makes sense. Um, I uh, I put the Commanders as well as the power rankings at twenty eight. Uh, that's where I put the Lions. Okay, at twenty seven, the e, the our algorithm our algorithm puts okay. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Uh, this is where I put the New Orleans Saints. 27 is also where I put the New Orleans Saints. Is it? I am shocked that we're talking of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New Orleans Saints, uh, as teams that are right now in our bottom five. I actually put the Steelers up to 22. I put them at 21 as well. Like, I have them a lot higher, but... I'm not shocked that the power rankings or the ELO ha have used the algorithm, the way that we do the math, to put them that low. I don't find it that surprising. Yeah. I mean, for me, the only reason why they're so high, they're not putting a lot of points on the board, but the teams that they're beating, those victories look a lot better than the other teams that are have a sim that have the same record as they do. Yep. So, Rich, um, let's – we got about 18 minutes. I'm going to have you pick okay. one team, one team that you're shocked at how low they are. The Denver Broncos. You stole the words right out of my mouth. I'm sorry. They, they, they kind of mortgaged their future to get Russell Wilson. They, they gave him a big, fat contract – and it's almost going down to be the most regrettable trade in the off season. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm sorry, but I, and it's also looking like Nathaniel Hackett is in over his head and he might lose his job at the end of the year yeah. where I've almost got the feeling that they hired Hackett because in the back of their mind, they thought, all right, we can get Hackett. We can push to get Aaron Rodgers in a trade because he'll say, Nope, I'm not going to play for you this year. And by the way, Trade me to uh, trade me to Denver because it's got my buddy Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I oh man, they. I think they. I think you're right on the second one. I think they mortgaged their future to get Nathaniel Hackett, which meant they thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. Didn't happen, uh, and now they're stuck with Russell Wilson, who at times can look as good as Aaron Rodgers, but has to be in the right scheme to do so. And Nathaniel Hackett's scheme is not the scheme for him. Um, and I, it's, again, one of those things that I've been talking about for years that you don't – a head coach doesn't determine – shouldn't determine the offense. The offense should be determined by the player that controls the offense on the field. And when you don't do that – you have thing, situations like what we have going on in Denver. And Chicago. And Chicago. And there's there's a half a dozen places. I think Mitch Trubisky, you're seeing that he's a better player under Mike Tomlin. He's a better quarterback under Mike Tomlin than he was under Nagy, under name the other guys that we've seen him under. We actually haven't seen him under anybody else. But he's a better yeah. quarterback under under Mike Tomlin. 
But that's because he's under Mike Tomlin's scheme, not under Matt Nagy's scheme. You need to get these guys. You you need to adapt your the, – the head coach should be the adaptable one and should be the one that know, that that figures out. This is why I think Bill Belichick is the greatest head coach of them all because he figures out what he has and uses those pieces to do it. Yes, he has the New England way. And yes, he, he manages the New England way with an iron fist. But he at least, the New England way is about adapting and overcoming all of, for all of his players. So, um, yeah, I was going to say the Denver Broncos as well, so I don't even need to hit that for me. Rich, let's move on. Uh, the Panthers make two trades this week. Two, yeah. Yeah, they traded Robbie Anderson, disgruntled wide receiver Robbie Anderson. Uh, they traded him out to uh, the desert, yep. and so he's now a Cardinal. And Thursday night football, the end of Thursday night football, Al Michaels says on the air, well, it's just been reported by Adam Scheffler, Christian McCaffrey has been traded to the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, the 49ers will go up in my power rankings, win, lo- win or lose this week. Because Christian McCaffrey changes the team and what they have, what they can do. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I don't think shifts how Arizona is, but it might help. And and I think at this point, uh, the GM is just grasping at straws because he knows at this point he's kind of stuck. If they don't do something, his job and the head coach's job and Kyler Murray's job are all on the line. See, I don't think it's that sort of situation in Arizona. Really? I think I think the Robbie Anderson acquisition is that they lost Hollywood Brown. Yep. Robbie Anderson has a similar skill set, maybe. Yep. Maybe not as good as Hollywood, but he can run really fast and he can run a long way. And so why not try and uh, see if Robbie Anderson can fill that type of role for you? With, with, with McCaffrey, I like the addition. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't necessarily think it was necessary for San Francisco to get him as I think with Kyle Shanahan's situation you could put any running back in there and they somehow managed to get 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Or 75 and a touchdown. Yeah. No matter who you put in there, that's just how good their system is. So I I I'm curious to see what McCaffrey can do. Uh, I don't think they lose anything this year by acquiring him. I don't think so they did. because he doesn't. He's not. He restructured his contract with Carolina this year, but his cap. It. I think he jumps back up like to the twelve or thirteen million dollar range. Yeah. In the over the next couple of years, so it'll be interesting to see how they fit his contract into the cap. Yep. Going forward, but I I, I like it. So if anything, it kept him off their division rivals, the Rams. Yeah. But they could be that. The whole reason for making a move solely for that reason could uh, could cause some penny pension next year and how you're going to fit him into the fit him in there. Yep. So, Rich, anything else on the gridiron before we move to uh, before we hit the NBA and then maybe the MLB and hey, that Mass well, Singer? Okay. Um, no, I, I guess we can kind of circle back to your uh, your fantasy football nugget that you wanted to talk about at the end if we have time. I guess. Yeah, let's do that. Um, All right, so the MLB, we saw uh, two more manager, uh, another manager got retained as the Jays have decided to give a three-year contract to interim manager John Schneider, and the Rangers lured Bruce Bochy out of retirement to uh, coach down in Arlington. Um, on the playoff side, uh, you're, we have we now have NLCS and an NL and an ALCS matchups. Yep. Um, the Astros and the Yankees. I think everyone kind of expected that was probably going to be the matchup. Yeah, I think we both picked that at the beginning of the year. Not not at the beginning of the year. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't I don't. Um, Either way, we know that I'll it's happened. Ha- happening. Um. Oh, we both. Yeah. We neither of us put the you put the Astros in the ALCS at the in the preseason i did not 
Um, I don't have who your pre-ALCS is in, in, the, in the prediction workbooks, but overall, I think the Yankees and the Astros, that's who we are expecting to be there. I think I right th- now, yeah. Right now, that series is 2-0 in favor of the Houston baseball team. I actually think I kept both of mine the same. Okay, okay, gotcha. So, All right, what? so... Um, so yeah, trouble brewing in the Bronx. So yeah. maybe with that series shifting back down to the Bronx, they can get the uh, they can get the ship righted. National League, the Padres and the Phillies. Who saw that one coming? I know. Who saw that coming? Yeah, you had we we both put the Dodgers and the Braves. I put we both put the Dodgers making it there and even winning. Yeah. As and they got knocked out. And I think you said the Braves were going to lose to the Dodgers. I said the Mets were going to lose to the Dodgers. Yeah, here's the other thing. Um, I think, and, and this is just me. I know for me, I was hot on the Padres. Was it last year? And Maybe. I yeah. think I think I was really hot on the Padres last year, and they burned me real bad. And and I and a lot of people did. A lot of people thought that that Manny Machado. And and Tatis, Tatis. that that was going to be the key, and they were going to they were going to destroy everybody, and blah blah blah. And they didn't last year, and so we all got a little uh, unsure of what yeah. was going to happen. And now sure. we're looking at a season where, uh, or we're looking at a at a at a time when um, they finally are doing what we expected them to do. So all right, so our World Series predictions are are out the window as we both said the Dodgers would win. Yep, that's out the window. We know the four teams. Who would you like to see? We won't go with a World Series winner. Um, based off of the four teams that are available, who? What would be your ideal World Series matchup? The Padres versus. the two AL teams crashing their planes into each other and the Padres. <laughs> I hate both of those teams. I hate both of those teams, Rich. Mm. I can't, I can't say it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, the team that I'm picking the stars. Okay. I hate all them. Right. I hate them all over the place, Rich, but I think the asterisks and the, uh, and I'd like to see the asterisks in the Padres. Okay. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that as well. I'd like to see the Padres win the World Series. Yeah. They've never won one. Yeah, it'd be never. It'd be a good. It'd be good to see them do that. So. So in in the odd event that the Astros make it to the World Series and they win the World Series, would you consider that their first World Series championship? Since they had the cheating allegation back in seventeen. Because yeah, Joe, Padres I would have pitcher to... Joe Padres pitcher Joe Moscrow is saying, "I really want to win a World Series." Yeah, I think the it'd right be, way. I think it'd be good to do. I I would I would at least accept it. Um, and I I you know who I'd be the most happy for? Dusty Baker. Dusty, like I think, I think if that was the World Series matchup, I might have. I'm cheering for Dusty to win the World Series. I'm not cheering for the Astros organization. Gotcha. All right, NBA Finals talking about a, an ideal matchup that we'd like to see come, is it June? June? July? Yeah, we're talking wow. about next June already. Yeah, and, and this will probably be the final time that we talk about the NBA until the All-Star break. Yep. Um, so get it while you can, folks. Uh, Mike, who's your NBA Finals matchup? Maybe a reason of why you put the two teams there. Uh, the Hawks and the Nuggets, they they have potential to being some of the best teams uh, in the league. I just, I don't know, something about them. I, I, I it just... Who wins? The Nugs. Okay. I, I can see your reasoning with the Nuggets. I'm kind of scratching my head on the on the Hawks, though. 
So I, I'm going to go with uh, the Warriors repeating, and I'm going to have them beating the 76ers. Okay. Okay, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you don't want to know what happened in the Mass Singer last week, but we in America didn't get to find out until this week, turn off, go go away. We love you. We want you to come back. We'll ta- see you next week. Um, if you want to fast forward... Uh, if you're watching the video, I'll do I'll do this uh, when it's time for us to come back so that you can do that. Yeah. If you're not watching press the video, the I'm button. sorry. Press the mute button if you're watching us live. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. So, um, man, Andrew Lloyd, Lloyd Webber night was awesome. Uh, not only did Andrew Lloyd Webber himself show up, by the way, I thought it was ridiculous that everybody was using his middle name as part of his last name uh, the whole yeah. time. Um, I I appreciate that at some point uh, somebody corrected uh, uh, what's the host name? Um, Nick Cannon. Yeah, baby baby daddy. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody corrected Nick Cannon, and he finally called him Lloyd Weber. I don't know how hard that is for people to understand, but okay, whatever. Um, so uh, we had those guys. We had great singer, three great singers this week. Yeah, I, amazing singers. I think um, you had the Maze who put on a really good performance of uh, what was the song he did. I did the Jesus Christ Superstar. Listen to Jesus, wasn't it? Listen to Jesus. Uh, Mind on Heaven, I think is the name of it. Yeah, Mind on Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. I He did a great job. I was amazed. I didn't realize that it, like... Throughout the, the entire song, it, you were... There was that element of, is that a is that a male or is that a female underneath yeah. the corn? Yeah, it was... It was... I was unsure... Um, and it might be the compression that they put to get it over the air. Um, it might be the speakers on my TV. I wasn't sure. It was good. It yep. was quite good. Um, and That's then, who I thought had the better, the best performance of the three originals. I um, really liked. I don't really know if I agree with that. I think the mermaid in the first round had the best performance. Um, I, but again, at the end of, so the mermaid came out and sang, um, the intro for Joseph. Amazing song, did a great job. I think the biggest problem for her, uh, was that she was in a more reclined position, which makes your, makes it harder to, to get your lungs. She obviously has really good control, but uh, especially in the battle, uh, you could hear her getting a little breathy because she couldn't use her whole cat, her whole abdominal cavity to get full lung uh, expansion to belt out some of those notes. Um, but and then you still did a great the Robo job. Girl, the Robo Girl who sang a song probably not too many people were familiar with from a show not too many people were familiar with. I didn't know Andrew Lloyd Webber had written a uh, Cinderella-type or something to do with Cinderella. I had no clue. Neither neither did I. I I had to look up the song of why. So based off the first three performances, we were really, we were both my wife and I thought, RoboGirl's going home. No question about it. Robo girl's going home. I turned to my wife and I said, I think she did the best, but I don't know because I don't know the song well enough. I said, I well, don't know so who's going first, home. Yep. So the first person to go home was Mario Cantone, who yeah. was the maze. Yeah, he did an amazing job. Did an amazing job. Um, the second person to go home, in the battle, by the way, let's talk about the battle. That was, yeah. you had two people take... Um, which song did they do? Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. Oh, yeah. You had two people take Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. One did it in a way that sounded like she was 
she was pleading for acceptance from Argentina. And the other did it in a place from, I'm telling you, I'm still with you. The, the performances were vastly different. The energy. Um, Lord Weber pointed out that the keys were different. I don't personally think that's a big deal. They both did it really well. Uh, but at the end of that, what did you think, Rich? I I thought then after that, I was okay with that the Robo Girl wasn't unmasked first. Yep. And I was okay with her moving on. Overall, I felt the mermaid did a great job. Yeah. But because she was just so stationary. Because I, she I was reclined. Again, yeah, she's in a reclined position. I see her move on. Her, her abdomen can't get can't open up as much it's just the way that it is there's a reason why operatic singers and singers in general have a very distinct posture when they're trying to sing these epic songs all right so so, so who who was the mermaid the mermaid was gloria Gaynor, someone they've been yeah. guessing for years mm-hmm did an amazing job. And then we got to hear her sing Respect. I think that my wife pointed out that's the no, first. No, she didn't sing Respect. Or no, no, you're right, you're right. I Will Survive. I Will Survive. Her her signature song, uh, I Will Survive. Um, and Danielle pointed out, I think that's the first time they had the singer sing their signature song rather than something to do with the, the song of the night. No, 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 no. That They had a. Uh... Eric Idle saying Life of Brian. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's they right. Always look on the bright side of life. And um, Montel Jordan saying, This is how we do it. Yeah, you're right. So Montel I will Jordan point that. This is how we do it. She didn't know either of those two. I did. I should have recognized that. My bad. You are correct. Okay. Um, anything else? Overall, overall, I really liked the night. It was just yeah. fun to see. Um, Lord Weber just enjoying the performances oh, and yeah. not looking at it as yeah. they're, they're butchering my songs or man I wish they would have done better and I think they because had to do it, with, happy with it with the three that they had because I, I think if they would have done a a Terry Bradshaw if Terry Bradshaw would have been the one in there the way that he sang I think Lord, I, I think Andrew would have uh, walked off the stage or if you put William Shatner or John yeah. William Shatner or uh, some of the other people that have been eliminated this this yeah, round, it wouldn't have been the same. So, yeah, they, they picked the great three yeah. people to come in for that night. Yeah. Okay. So um, is it time to do the wave thing? The wave thing. Okay. We're back. Okay. Come on back. Come on. Come on. Okay. You're good. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, you're good. I, I forgot. You're, you're good. doing that. We're done with the. Mike, uh, how are we doing on? How are we doing on time? We're right at an hour and three minutes. I got a couple ex. We we're gonna go a couple extra minutes. I'm gonna do yeah. a quick complaint about uh, fantasy real quick, and then we're gonna do our shoutouts. Um, and what's that, Mike? Two weeks in a row, I've looked at this. I've looked at my thing, and it said on Saturday while we're recording. I look, or shortly mm-hmm. after, and I have guys that are questionable or I've had even guys that have been good that either don't start or are injured in the first five minutes of the game and it screwed me over I'm still having a really good record this year but man it's rough you gotta check on Sunday yeah how is that different than any other year you always gotta check on Sunday before I know but I've had times where I've checked that on Sunday. Um, Pastor David, if you're listening, if you could just plug your ears real quick. <laughs> I've had times where I've checked at church right before games start, and guys are scheduled to play and then end up out because of a stub toe in the locker room or something. It's not been that, that simple, but I've had a couple times this year where it's happened to me. Again, I have a really good record. I shouldn't be complaining at all. Um, but it's yeah, a little. I, I'm having a rough year, and if anything, I think the the one thing that I would change if if I could come if I could turn around to do a redraft or looking at for next year, 
I think I'm going to have to put a more of an emphasis on getting that, getting one of those top five quarterbacks for next year, instead of filling out the rest of my roster and getting a quarterback in the middle of the rounds quarterbacks, probably the quarterback depth isn't as good. The, the mid round and the bottom level quarterbacks aren't as good of putting up fantasy numbers as they have in the past. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm just in a spot where, and this week's really rough because I have, I have a few guys on, like, I have a few guys on buy on a couple of things. I have guys that, yeah, it's just rough. So, all right, Mike. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I keep looking at the schedule in the league that we're in together, Mike. I keep looking at the schedule. It's like, all right, maybe I can get back into this. Yeah. And I'm catching some teams right right at the right time on buys. Yep. But as soon as all the bye weeks get out, then my team goes right back in the crapper. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to win these matchups. Yep. So I'm just hoping at this point, um, I don't think I can make the playoffs in Nick's league. Right now I'm just starting to fight to maybe make, maybe beat the uh, win the consolation bracket at this point. Yeah. Okay. That has, that was our NASCAR or our uh, fantasy, fantasy fantasy brief. Um, Rich, any shout outs this week? I do not have any shout outs this week. Okay. Um, I don't, well, I do oh. Tuesday, right? Tuesday, three days. That's three days from now. Let me, somebody Tuesday is my mother's birthday. So, uh, Sue Hart, happy birthday. Shout out to you. We'll see you later today and then we'll celebrate your birthday this weekend. So happy birthday, Sue mom okay mike do we have any comment or reaction shout out we do not we do not okay for future reference anybody if you if you watch our live video on facebook if you give a reaction or a comment we'll make sure to give you a shout out comment wise we do have to say that it is if it is an appropriate comment rich they are, so you're saying they can watch us on youtube live or on facebook live where is that they can um, you can always find that at Fans of Balls and Sticks or Balls and Sticks on okay. Facebook. And Rich, if they are watching but they want to take us on the road, you can do that by going to or by finding us wherever you find your podcast. If they're wa- listening to us on podcasts, they don't have Facebook, but they want to see our pretty faces. Rich, where should they go? Um, you can also find us on the YouTube. Okay. Rich, what's the time to do? Mike, let's go ahead and roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.